0: We're back. Uh, all right. We got a few more things mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, Troy, do you have another one? So we plugged, um, we did Boba Fett and uh, Reacher.
1: Yeah, a double plug Reacher. <laughs> um, you were right about that one. Um, yeah,
0: I was right about that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never doubted you. I love like my anything. Any affinity I have towards any Reacher property is because of you. It's a reflection of yours. That's all. And uh it's it's rubbed off on me. And uh my enthusiasm is yeah. infectious. Um but yeah, I uh yeah, I got a plug. Um that last Disney movie, Encanto. Encanto. Have you guys you guys seen this? Not yet. But I guess that'll be on the list
2: because it's on Disney Plus now, it's, right? It's there yeah, on yeah. Disney Plus.
1: Um, yeah, I had a uh, had snowed-in sleepover at my mom's house last week. So we made it a movie marathon and it included Encanto. You watched it too, right, Jeff? I did watch it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, it's delightful as a, Where
2: would you put it with the uh as far as the more recent ones like Moana and uh, I
1: haven't uh, I haven't seen Moana Coco I haven't seen Coco either. Oh okay. But, uh, yeah I don't, I don't worry, watch but, I don't watch a lot of these movies. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't I don't either but yeah I'm going to now cuz Encanto really uh it, I was enchanted. Um, that's <laughs> 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 all right. So that's for that's one for our Spanish speakers. Um, but uh, oh. yeah, it's a cool movie. It's uh, it's you know, beautiful. The songs are cool, they're written by Lin Manuel Miranda,
2: mm, and, the uh, Hamilton guy. He's Puerto yeah, Rican.
1: It uh, it took a little bit. I heard a few songs and I was like, why do these sound familiar? And you can definitely see his his style in the songs and um, the uh, main character, Mirabel Madrigal is voiced by Stephanie Beatriz from uh, who plays Rosa Diaz on Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, she is, she's incredible. Um, she also, she's in, in the Heights. She gets a little bit of on screen singing in that one. She sings a bunch in this one. I mean, I guess it's her singing. Maybe it's not even her, but uh,
2: no, it's probably a her. Frozen situation yeah. there.
1: Um, but yeah, it's just cool. It's a cool story about uh, uh how every everyone everyone has a gift. Sometimes it's not as apparent as it is with other people, but you still have one. Oh, so, the lessons
2: you learn, at mm-hmm. Disney it's almost like they're not a horrible corporation. Oh, that was that's what it was
0: about. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: right.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a great animated movie. If you got to watch an animated movie, you know, if you're in mixed company or whatever, you want something that everybody can watch and Kanto is it. It's going to it's going to fit the bill. Yeah, it's probably
0: fun to fall asleep to. That too. Wow. Not, in a, I, mean, yeah, not I mean, after you've seen it. Yeah,
2: like
1: yeah. Good, yeah.
0: Pleasant animation and music. Right. I mean, I like falling asleep to Clue. That doesn't mean I don't like Clue. Right. <laughs> I do that because I do. I've probably fallen asleep too. There was a while there where I would just, like, when I had a VHS, and I would just put in the Big Lebowski and fall asleep every night. Mm-hmm. Every night I would fall asleep to Big Lebowski. <laughs> All right. Dude, so you're
2: absorbing it in your subconscious while you're sleeping, too. That's nuts. Does that count? Yeah, totally. That's why they have those, you know, hypnosis tapes you're supposed to listen to when you're going to bed. Do those ever work? Yeah, they work on people.
0: Who do they work on? Do you know somebody they've worked on?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they worked on my buddy Jimmy
0: Jones. Jimmy Jones? Mm -hmm. Jimmy Jones. I couldn't think of a better fake name than Jimmy Jones? (laughs) no. Josh
1: Jenkins. Steve Davis. Steve Davis. Josh Jenkins. Steve Davis sounds like more of a name than Jimmy Jones does. The (laughs) sandwich guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that guy, he's he's probably sleeping all the time. Jimmy Jones. The sandwiches are boring. Um, (laughs) What uh, they are. They're not great. Yeah, they're just fine. (laughs) It's like. It's like uh, Jimmy John's is the kind of you know how when you're um when your stomach hurts and you're supposed to eat white food or whatever. What is it? The Nest? What's it? What is the uh, acronym?
1: Brat, brat, brat. Br- bread, <laughs> eggs, <laughs> eggs,
0: applesauce. Yeah, what? it's like that.
1: Toast.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's like. A Jimmy John sandwich is the perfect thing to eat if you have been nauseous, but you're also hungry,
1: which is an odd combination,
0: but you just, you will need to eat some food. Dude, the bread just turns to
2: cement in my gut. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get done with a Jimmy John sandwich and you feel it just sitting there. It's one of those. Feel it slowly work its way down. I mean, you keep
0: saying you when that seems like an I you. sense <laughs> me. I feel it in my gut. Perhaps you're gluten ah, intolerant. It tries to cement in my right. Like no, But I'm saying it's one of those foods for me. <laughs> I'm saying everybody yeah, yeah.
2: has that food. That's what I meant by you. <laughs> uh,
1: so that's yeah. this week's un- Unplug. Unplug yourself from Jimmy John's. <laughs> they suck. Dude,
2: I want to say I would eat Subway over Jimmy John's. Wow. Sounds like he just said it.
1: Yeah. You can't get Subway delivered. That's true. They don't. <laughs> yeah, deliver. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You got to have Jersey Mike's. That's what you need. I mean, <laughs> what you, who am I talking to? You live in New York. I'm like, now let me tell you where to get a sandwich. Dude, we got
2: <laughs> Boar's head on every corner.
0: You got it's Boar's head awesome. at that bodega. Uh,
2: dude, like, Boar's head has this guy seat on lockdown, dude. Yeah. Yeah, the one that got firebombed. I never went, I never got boar's head from there. Yeah, because you got stuff off the grill there. Once. Yeah, you didn't get a hoagie or a sandwich on a roll.
0: No, no, should have.
2: Next time. Yeah, even the crappiest bodega here has boar's head. You can
0: count on that. Um, yeah yeah, uh, all right, Trey, what's your next plug? or is, do you only have one left? Yeah, I only have one left. All right, Troy, you said you had a couple of things, so you do your second thing.
1: Okay, okay. my second thing is, uh, there's a new Eels album called Extreme Witchcraft. Uh, you guys, uh, I know I know you, Jeff, have listened to Eels a bunch. Trey, you familiar with Eels?
2: Vaguely, I know Vaguely. that I know. Like, I know you could play me at least. I mean, there was songs, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that."
1: Yeah, song. Novocaine for the soul—that was a big hit off their first album, right? Mm-hmm. From like 1995. But it was uh, actually words from the song. Yeah, Novocaine for the, the soul. That's the
0: title of the song and the chorus. And also, of the song. yeah,
2: the title. Well, I didn't know if it was one of those bands that does the thing where they're dead. The, the song title has nothing
1: they eels is it's just tasty pop hits man uh they get your toe tapping and your head bopping and uh that's exactly what this new collection of songs does it's uh uh yeah it's full of they got uh, think of like it's it's in this area where the black keys overlap with beck uh so like some real <laughs> garage rock sounding guitars, but also a lot of not afraid to get beef. Psychedelic and, and funky. And yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And uh,
0: they're they're very um they're, They have an impending sense of dread in almost all of their songs. That is their overarching. <laughs> that, that's look, also it's, true. Yeah. It, look, like, it's Black Angels meets Fallout Boy. I don't know what any of that stuff I don't, is, yeah. but uh, <laughs> no. like Tom Petty had, like Tom Petty's defining emotional output is defiance, and uh, Led Zeppelin's is Lord of the Rings, and the eels, the eels is dread. Like even even like their songs, some of their songs are sunnier, but they're still like a level of dread in their songs. So they really work well nowadays. All of their shit has aged great, right? Because now, if you know, it feels a little bit more normal to have an impending sense of dread.
1: <laughs> it feels like on this latest album, there might be a little less of that. Like that's been able to be turned down because. The impending sense of doom is so widespread. Because it's, it, um, it's, it's finally everywhere else. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like I've done my job. Now I make songs for me. I mean, there's a song on there's a song in the album called Strawberries and Popcorn. And the chorus is about uh, I'm at home alone and there's nobody who can tell me I can't have strawberries and popcorn for dinner. Um, and and that's repeated over and over in the song. There you um, go. And if you look them up, yeah, that's the guy. Not a very impending doom. His his dad
0: was like the guy who invented like theoretical physics or something like something wow. wild like that like uh yeah just look look him up and and uh, dig deep All right. he he did a WTF a few years ago oh, his okay. name is Mark Oliver
1: Everett but he goes is, by E on yeah. stage very enigmatic. he's the only fucking oh, guy he? in
0: the band. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, I was going to
2: say, is it one of those bands where it's like he's E, another guy's E, another guy's L, and another guy's S?
1: No. No, no, There's no. There's any other supporting <laughs> You don't seem to understand members. what this
0: band is about at all. Yeah. <laughs> not this much. Uh, even even the songs that seem whimsical are not. Like, they had the, the song from uh, Road Trip. Uh, you're goddamn right, It's a Beautiful Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That I mean if you listen to it, that is just just because it's in made it's in a major chord or whatever does,
1: right. doesn't
0: mean that the uh
1: the first the opening <laughs> line is smokestack spitting black soot into the sunny sky. That's yeah. uh that's how yeah goddamn right it's a beautiful day starts. There's um, another
0: song, um Hey man, now you're really living. Yeah, that's and the right. line uh Do you know what it's like to fall on the floor, cry your guts out till you got no more? Hey man now you're really living can't yeah. do anymore because uh i'm
2: just goes, seeing yeah. the, the brady bunch kids singing their songs you know in there's out that
1: song that song there's like a juxtaposition because there are some there's you know have you ever made love to a beautiful girl made it, made you feel like it's not such a bad world hey man now you're really living so there's like Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but all of it is really living.
0: I don't think he's talking about different experiences.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, so they throw a little bit of sunshine in there from time to time. Just enough. (laughs) It can't be raining all the time. Mm, Depends on where you live.
0: It can't be. Not all the time. Well, not, I mean, soon. No, it's not going to rain anywhere soon. Everyone can finally move to Seattle and live out their last few months. In the Pacific Northwest. Hey, (laughs) only green patch will be left. It's just going to get smaller and smaller, too. And that that green patch, as you get closer, you realize it's just somebody's uh, thrown away. Sonic's Jersey. <laughs> you thought it was grass from a half a block away, but it isn't. It's just a tossed-off hat. <laughs> well, I
2: mean, when all the plants die and stuff, at least we'll be able to find like twenty thousand missing people.
0: Good lord, twenty thousand <laughs> only? There's gonna be way more. I think when all the when all the leaves die and you can finally see through the trees, there'll be all kinds of those. The village, you just find those everywhere. <laughs>
1: Shanty towns everywhere,
0: (laughs) just shanty towns everywhere. Um,
2: And maybe we'll find D.B. Cooper up there finally.
1: Mm.
0: Maybe he got away. I'm hoping. Yeah, Yeah, he's out there. That'll be a that'll be a question that I hope gets answered someday. Like when you like uh, when you die, you learn all this stuff. You can find out all this stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's going to be one of my first one of my first questions. Like, just tell me you got away. Yeah. Or just just tell me what happened. I mean, how like he can't still be. I don't know. He only stole like 200 grand. And that was years ago. He's
1: not still living off that money. No. (laughs) If he's still alive. Either way, best case scenario. Best case
0: scenario. He lived.
2: I think he's living with the Sasquatches.
0: Best case scenario, he lived real well for four years. Ran out of money and then got a job. Yeah. That, that's
2: what I'm hoping. Um, In a Canadian lumber yard. That's what I'm going with.
0: <laughs> All right, so here's my plug. Is I don't really know what the plug is, but man, the NBA trade deadline is so fun. <laughs>
2: So many things
0: happened today. I should plug the Sixers. Well, the I mean not gonna, but that trade finally happened. Simmons for Harden finally happened.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Simmons and three other
2: dudes plus a couple of first round draft picks. Well, yeah,
0: because Harden uh Harden makes forty five million dollars and they got a match of salary. So they got um it was Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a couple of draft picks. But the draft picks aren't even that good because it was like it was next year's first, which is probably going to be 28 at at best. Yeah. Now they yeah. got Harden. If Harden's really if Harden is, has really actually just been waiting to have fun again. like when Harden has fun and wants to play with Embiid. Holy shit. They could
1: fucking I mean, run the slate. You now. got to Yeah, you got a guy that can make 12 threes a game on the outside and uh, Joel Embiid inside yeah. you uh, replaced, replaced the, the guy besties yeah Embiid's finally gonna be able to do what he can do down down on right. the block you replaced the guy
0: that took that has made one three-pointer <laughs> yeah in five years with a guy who can make 12 threes in a game and yeah. will is not afraid to take the shot but you also yeah. lost Seth Curry who is statistically a better shooter than just about anybody yeah. and Andre Drummond was just salary stuff because I mean he's on a minimum, so I don't know what. I guess, I guess the Nets were just tired of not having any centers or having to play Blake at center all the time.
2: Yeah, the Curry move definitely hurt more than the Drummond did. Yeah. But,
0: um, I mean, Drummond's you know. been doing all right. He's been his his twenty minutes a game has been pretty uh effective. Like they've, ne- mean, they've never they. They're not losing these games because of Drummond's minutes. That's never happening. So that that's pretty good. They're losing these games because of Tobias Harris. So they still have Tobias Harris. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they can always hopefully they can off like dump him into uh OKC's salary cap space. All of this, we just lost everybody, but so many trades happened. <laughs> uh there was that Blazers. Pelicans deal a couple of days ago, and then almost everybody the Blazers got in that deal has now moved on, uh, except for Josh Hart. They kept Josh Hart, but now Joe Ingles is on the Blazers. He's not on the Jazz anymore. He's got a blown out knee, so he's not playing again this season. So they replaced, they traded somebody who is playing to get a guy who isn't playing because the Blazers are trying to tank. It's all this shit is going on, and it's and it's it's just fun because it's like suddenly starting now it's like a whole new season because now i don't really know who's playing where anymore so you turn on the uh, turn on the games and i'll spend the next 10 days being like oh this guy's on the pacers now what the fuck am i watching a pacers game for (laughs) yeah they put the whole nba
2: on shuffle mode let's see how it turns out Or it's like an episode of the challenge you know where they were like all right we're gonna change things up new teams everybody
0: yeah a lot of a lot of people moved there was a lot of three and four teamers um there was a four team trade today that the only thing i could remember is marvin bagley ended up in detroit uh but some other i think josh jackson went to sacramento but i can't even remember who else oh the mavericks traded chris for to the fucking wizards wait what yeah and got back Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. So they got back a guy who only does what Porzingis was willing to do. Porzingis didn't want to be center, he just wanted to shoot threes, I guess. So they got back Davis Bertans who only shoots threes and doesn't like there's no chance he'll do anything else. And Spencer Dinwiddie, a point guard who What is, what's Dallas thinking? I mean, it's fine. They they weren't gonna they weren't going anywhere with Porzingis.
2: No, but they already got that one dude up front.
0: Yeah, but they need white somebody European to. It's uh, really good. Yeah, Doncic. But they needed another. They needed another ball handler f- real badly. Like this is not the Dinwiddie part is not bad until the last four minutes of the game, and they're both out there together, and then we'll see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but Dinwiddie is not. He's played some, too, also. So like he was he wasn't the point guard. He was a point guard on Brooklyn, but he shared the duties with Levert. then when he got to uh, Washington, he handled the ball a lot, but Beal would do a lot too. like. So it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what this does,
2: dude. I tell
0: you what. And
2: the Sixers got to be coming through here. What next month, I think? The Nets are playing the
0: the Sixers in one month in Philadelphia.
2: Well, when's the well? Because here's here? the,
0: but here's the other thing. It doesn't matter about the next about the next one. There, like they might boo Harden, but guess guess who can't play in Brooklyn? Right,
2: oh, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Oh, oh
0: ben. wait, <laughs> what? The the I don't think he's vaccinated.
2: Oh, really? Oh. Yeah,
0: so they got another guy who's not vaxxed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I heard they something they lift the
2: mask thing, but you still have to be vaccinated.
0: Yeah, yeah, they just and the mask the mask restriction lift is just for a few weeks.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, until numbers start going back up
0: again. Right, they never they never it doesn't seem like they understand that just cuz the numbers are down, you keep this up for another month and then we can actually stamp it down. <laughs> But as soon as the numbers go down, they're like, oh, we're all fine. Let's spit in each other's mouths. And then you're and then you just skyrocket back up. I mean, that's why, like. It feels like like two years ago, we shut down effectively for about a week, not long enough to do anything. But there was it seemed like that first week. People were willing to do it a little bit more than they were at any other point after that. Yeah. And after a week, yeah. a lot of people were like, fuck this. Like there were some people that were like, fuck this immediately. And then each week that went by, more and more people were like, fuck this. It ain't even working. Well, it's not working because of you. Like, that's why it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like for the rest of our lives, we should get to anytime somebody complains about it, we should get to point out that it, it was because of them. I stayed right. home.
2: Well, I mm-hmm. mean, here in New York, it'll be fun to see like... I think a lot of people are probably still going to wear their masks for the most part, just because, you know, we really got spooked during, you know, during Christmas and New Year's. It was like like 50,000 new cases a day or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was wild. Every comic in Brooklyn got nuts.
2: Yeah. And I mean, now it's like last I checked was a couple of weeks ago, maybe. And it was down to like seven grand. But it was like. That's quite a drop off, you know, and I, I don't think people are are even though the numbers are down. I don't think people are comfortable up here yet.
0: No, I fucking I'm not. No. I'm st- I would still wear a mask. Like, imagine yeah. when's the next time you're going to get on a train without a mask on? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. I would I would venture never. to say never. Well. Not because you have to, but now that you just know the science, and you're like, "Oh, if I just wear a mask on the train, I'll get sick a lot less often," mm-hmm. and then you just go around the rest of your life not getting sick very much.
2: Yeah, man. Nobody's gonna be making fun of those Chinese people no more.
0: No, no. Or no. we have a better understanding of why they wore masks all the time. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it feels like some people still will, but they never got it in the first place. They no, never exactly. understood
2: those people are in the militia book
0: yeah yeah oh man <laughs> oh please don't do that one um all right well that's my that was my plug was the nba trade deadline that's what i've been focused that's on a good one. today well, yeah
1: you broke some news for me
0: trying to keep up with it i mean i am very interested to see how harden plays with Embiid and just what that looks like but god damn if he's if he's healthy
1: yeah, man,
2: I'm, I yeah. might
0: seriously follow the Sixers again for a
2: little while here because the yeah, Flyers I'll... are doing so terrible.
1: I'm going to unhang my Joel Embiid jersey from the closet and slap it on <laughs> watch, watch, watch a game.
0: Oh, man. Uh... All right. So, Trey, you got our you got our final and our and our biggest plug. Tell us what tell us what this is all about.
2: I'm going with Dolly Parton um and i've i i think it's pretty well known my love for that woman and uh you know i grew up with her because my dad's whole family is is from a couple hollers over in tennessee and um she She's done so much already. She started uh, reading programs up there uh, when they had that wildfire a few years back. She uh, anybody that had a house that burned down, uh, she helped them build a new house. Uh, And now her latest thing is any employee of Dollywood um, seasonal part time or full time that wants to go to college. She's got your tuition and books for you. And that starts day one of your employment there.
0: Wow. That's like,
2: so Dude, you don't this have this woman.
0: Yeah, it's like the GI Bill, but you don't have to go to Iraq.
2: How awesome yeah. is that? Or is the that you Ukraine get, or get, or and it's better than the GI Bill? Because the GI yeah. Bill, they just give you that money. And they're like, you can do whatever you want with it. We just call it the GI Bill because we're like, hey, here's money you can take for college. But you can go buy a fucking car with it if you want.
0: Yeah, you go buy a house, a lot of uh, a lot of L.A. was built on G.I. bills, post World War II G.I. bills, a lot of the San Fernando Valley and stuff. But this is like I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than the G.I. Bill (laughs) because you have to go to college, but it's better than any other job is offering. Working at Dollywood is a scholarship. That's basically a full ride scholarship you get by working at Dollywood.
2: Yeah, which is some of the best people watching in the entire United States. I can't speak for the world because I'm not very well traveled, but in the in, as far as United States goes, it,
0: it's some pretty awesome people watching. <laughs> right, it feels like there'd be a lot of people there that would be that or would be against this. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, they're all for it. Oh, no, they're mean, like look, Dolly's look, doing
2: it,
1: so it's okay. It's not a handout, of the earth, people. Yeah, because Dolly's doing it. And she's I mean, look, that- it,
2: it doesn't affect most of them because the people that are working there are all from East Tennessee. So I mean, she's, most again, the, helping the people of East Tennessee.
0: Most of the things those people are upset about don't affect them. It, it, it,
2: Truth <laughs> yeah. is a fair cop. You know, there's
0: you know, there's you know, there's Dolly fans now that are like that are ter- that will give it up anytime anybody does anything. Somebody somebody hates it enough to fucking quit. But they're wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is like this is like enough to be like, maybe I should work at Dollywood. Right? No, I know. And you're right. Like my uh folks neighbor
2: um Karen, the, the the family that lives next to them that my dad's grown up with. Karen's a little bit younger, but she, yeah, she takes the approach that Dolly Parton is bad. Uh, you know, because um, she uh, took over. She could just because she's commercial, you know. OK. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because she's popular.
2: Well, yeah.
0: Well, that's Jeez. dumb. That, I can't think of a worse reason to not like Dolly Parton. I mean, she just it doesn't matter. Uh,
2: Karen's an interesting one to talk to for sure. <laughs> they named they named Karen's after her. Right. I mean, yeah, not far off. She's a little woodsy, though. I mean, you know, she got goats and chicken coop and stuff.
0: Well, it does seem. Uh, I mean, I could probably get a college. If I just went and got a job at Dollywood, I could have a college degree by the time I'm 50. Yeah. And then and then I'll have one year to try to find a job and then uh, we'll be out of water. <laughs> <laughs> So what <laughs> well, should I just do move a little
2: further south to Atlanta where Coca-Cola is? Because they'll have all the water. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That doomsday glaciers are going to melt. Then who knows? We handled this. We handled this one loose virus so well that I can't imagine. I, I bet our response to a dozen ancient viruses will be.
2: oh i can't wait it's gonna be chaos yeah yeah yeah. hopefully i am not in again in new york city when that happens because i'm on an island homies That is not a comfortable feeling (laughs) i didn't know brooklyn was an island too it's on long island it's the end of long island
0: really feels like long island should be the end of brooklyn have you seen the size of these things Well, the other <laughs> of the Long Island is the Hamptons. No, no, those two parts are just Brooklyn's tails. Yeah, Brooklyn got two tails. Well, and
2: this I, is the scary thing: is off one of those tails. So this could really happen. There is a, an infectious disease center on an island out there.
0: Oh, Plum, Plum Island.
2: island. Uh, I don't forgot the name of it, but it's where they keep all the animal diseases and stuff.
0: I think it's called Plum Island. I read a book. Oh, it Plum might be. Island. I think you're right. Uh, that uh, I really liked it. The book was written by, I can't remember the guy's name. I read a couple of books. And then um, then like the third book by this guy I read. Uh, like any cop book tends to skew a little right wing. That's what I like. Like that's one of the things I like about Rager is he he really doesn't. He's like. Uh, you know, he's like a black and like there's like good and evil hero type shit in those books. But like there's like a book about uh one of the books the bad guy is like in charge of like one of those computer farms that just shoves disinformation. He talks shit about like there's a book where he talks where he just like like reacher just talks some quick shit about a guy who uh tried to steal an election. <laughs> like <laughs> like, obvious, like, Trump references, and it's obvious that, like, the guy, the, the author at least, thinks thinks Trump's a bozo, and Reacher thinks Trump's a bozo. Uh, but generally, like, you read, like, Bosch books and whatever, and they're all real, like, pro-cop and whatever, but this guy's shit went, like, it was, like, overdone, where it was clear that he was like, oh, I, this is this is my, like, I'm trying to convince you of this. <laughs> and it's and usually it's just like part of the story of like when you're reading cop books, cops are good in the book. Like the cop you're reading about is good. He's a good cop. That's yeah. what I like about movies or whatever. Like you watch Lethal Weapon like, yeah, in the movies, Mel Gibson just shooting some guy in Lethal Weapon is fine because we've seen the whole movie. We saw him do the bad stuff. So we don't like we don't mind so much if it's a little extrajudicial. But in real life, fuck. Stop it. Mm-hmm. That's my heart. That's my hard stance. The hot take of the the hot take of the week is cut it out. Cut it out, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hiring practices, man, and training. Like, come on, we're better than this.
0: They um. Did you know that the in the military police, like when like when you go into the military police, mm-hmm. part of your training is uh, that. The even the people like you the, like get it into your head that like the people you are policing are on your side. Like these right. are still the they're mm-hmm. still on the same side. The people you are arresting are on like you're still in the army. They teach de-escalation. They teach all this shit that the that the civilian cops don't learn and disregard. And so there's some of that in the Reacher books too, where he's like, no, that's like bad cops like that's why there's that's why there's bad cops in and some reacher books yeah because he's a he's a military cop so he is trained to de-escalate and uh and not trained to think that the people he's chasing are his enemy
2: Oh, it's so simple
0: it's yeah. so simple but they like they want it to be that like these cops have these fucking like there's like hero complex where they want it to be that. And, you know, some of it's probably from the movies a lot uh, like they go. The training definitely is bad, but they show up with that attitude. Well, again, get the practices. Yeah. And and um, I have a theory and I, you know, I don't know anything about anything, but I I and it, and it could just be this has always been happening. But now there's like there's so much press and you can get uh, there's so much just like journalism that exists. So you can get it's easier to read a story from the the San Diego newspaper and the Minneapolis newspaper. And like it's easier to read those stories now Mm -hmm. than it was uh, ever in our lives. But I also like I'm curious to see if someone's done a study on. If. There's like, if you're a cop and you have always done like these first person shooter games, if that makes you faster to pull your trigger, because you like you basically spend your free time teaching yourself to shoot at everything. I mean, I would buy that because, again, you're
2: you're not talking about guys with the highest IQ. Like, do I think a Navy SEAL would be able to differentiate that? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and it's very
0: clear the reach roll clock,
2: right? But your average patrol cop. No, like no, I think there's a very high chance. Right. And you're talking about somebody with a lower IQ. And that's just that's just a fact.
0: Right. Like, I feel like you should. Every cop should have to be a military cop first. I would oddly and oddly enough, I would trust that more. Totally. Like we're, talking, we're talking about start, two institutions that I'm not like super thrilled about. But if every cop had been a military cop, mm-hmm. our, our civilian cops would be better trained and better equipped to handle their job.
2: Yeah, but the good military guys are smart enough to go in private contracting, and so
0: they're not becoming cops. Yeah, yeah, private contractors need that yeah. needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, that needs to stop wow. fucking first. I have, I'm, I'm working out my presidential platform. Um, that'll be, well, that'll man. be on next week's plugs. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll cover my presidential platform. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're, uh, we did it. We've wrapped up a third episode. How about that? We got ourselves a real streak going. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm excited.
1: Nice. In the groove.
0: All right. Well, hit us up on Twitter at Plugs the Pod. Tell us your plugs. We'll read your plugs on next week's episode if you if we get any. But Yeah, uh, please. It seems
2: like interaction's gone down on the Twitter. So let us know what's what uh yeah. Uh, we need yeah. to make
0: I'm gonna record something and put it on the old the the previous feed. Um all right, well, we'll talk about that uh Off the air. Thanks for listening.